Hello. How's it going? Good. Good. Where are you at right now? Uh, just passing through Rollo, Missouri, which is about halfway from Bolivar, where I live, and St. Louis, where I'm going. So, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to you from phone room 1.3 at Farmer's Office, Phoenix. Phone room 1.3? Yep, it's the third phone room on the first floor. And yep. is the purpose of phone rooms to phone people? Mm-hmm. Very nice. It's a room with no windows. Well, I mean, there's a door that you can see through. But it's a room with no windows and a phone and a desk. Wow. I mean, that's great. Kind of. I mean, I see that they're here. It's like, I wonder why these are here. It's like, clearly it's for podcasts. I mean, I can't think of a better thing to use it for. Yeah, it's true. And I apologize. I am eating lunch, so... It might sound like I'm eating lunch, and that's because I am. Well, I am, like I said, driving through Missouri, so if there's residual, I don't know, car noises, then I apologize for those as well. Okay. Michael um, will be joining us soon, right? Yeah, yeah, he said he'll begin going to lunch at 1230, but, you know, most people don't leave exactly at a round number for lunch. Makes sense. So how's mm-hmm. lunch? Good, good. It's, uh, well, paying attention to fantasy football hasn't really been happening except for the last week now that uh, free agency has been a thing. But other than that, things are, things are good. Spring, spring training baseball is in full swing, yep. which is pretty nice for someone who lives in Arizona. And, uh, yeah, is it still winter in Missouri? Well, actually, today it's, like, blue sky, beautiful out, but, like, 29 degrees wind chill of, like, 19. And That's so, it. Like, that is inhumane. I mean, it's actually one of the warmer days. Oh, my gosh. As far as, cold, as, far as like, cold days go. It's one of the warmer cold days. Like, and yet it's supposed to be 60s this week, so that's great. Hmm. Yeah. That's great. Missouri is just one of those places that it just – the weather changes all the time, which, you know, for me and you – coming from Washington, it's like just always meh in mm-hmm. Washington. And we're just so used to it not changing. We just, you just, you know, get so used to it. Whereas now I'm sure that you're in Arizona, it's like always nice, right? Well. Pleasant until the summer. I mean, I haven't, I haven't experienced a summer here yet, so I don't know for sure. That's fair. Yeah, but I mean, my experience during the winter is that it actually does get cold, like uncomfortably cold. You know, like many times I would go out to my car in the morning, have to scrape ice off. You talk about there in Arizona? Yeah. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Like temperature-wise, like, so that's below freezing, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, huh. high 20s, maybe, like oh, that. Wow. But that's, I mean, that's in the middle of the winter at 6 in the morning. You know, like, I don't think a 3 p.m. temperature I've experienced below 55, I don't think. Uh- Mm. So there's just a little bit more variance in day to night. Mm-hmm. I just, I guess, I always assumed it was like between fifty and sixty. Mm-mm. Like most of the time, even in the winter there, even during the night. But no, it's kind of high deserty. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense that desert gets cold at night. I know I had heard that on Discovery Channel, like when I was seven or something. Perfect. Glad you remember that. It's important, you know. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna figure out on my phone here what's going on in free agency, so we can talk about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, is there a move that just, like, springs to the forefront of your mind? Like, just that probably was either the most surprising or the most intriguing to you? Um, I think I think it was the OBJ deal was the most yeah. uh, most surprising to me. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Some relatively breaking news. Did uh, Kareem Hunt suspended eight games? Yeah, I saw that, and then I actually was just surfing the radio before we started the podcast. And- yeah, so actually, here's a here's a really interesting um, uh, in- interesting question. Then, if you are you're Evan, do you cut Kareem Hunt? I say 
no way, Jose, just because you know what he's capable of. And if he does come back and is awesome, or you like say Nick Chubb gets hurt or, you know, I don't know, something like that, mm-hmm. like then you still have a great player at a great deal. And yeah, but like, because how much is he costing him right now? Is it like in the 40s? Yeah. And, and so it's like. If, Keep in mind, Evan has no money. I mean, it's definitely a decision. I just think that the ramifications of cutting him and, like, the regret potential is a lot higher than just keeping him around until game 10-11. And then, like, then if you really need to make some room for next season or a roster spot, then mm. you cut him, you know. But... With where he currently is, though, he basically won't be able to participate in the free agent draft. Now, I mean, he has a great team. Yeah, but as everyone else making adju- making adjustments, no team should be content to just sit. No, that's true. I mean, it honestly sounds like he just needs to make some trades. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, does he? Ha- what does his uh, draft pick look- situation look like? Is he has he- like uh, two or three second rounders. Yeah, look, it looks like Mike's here. What's going on? Oh, hey, Mike. You sound like you're in a phone room, like I am. I, I am. Is it actually called a phone room? Uh, no, it's called a focus room. Oh, got it. Oh yes. Well, I, I would have been in a quiet room, but you can't eat in a quiet room. So. Oh, that's. Oh, maybe I am in a quiet room. There's a little triangle on my table that says "quiet room." <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, I did. I did the last podcast from Quiet Room Three Point Two. So. But now you're in phone room 1.3. Correct. Huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe I'm unaware of the rules for quiet room. What else? Mm-hmm. So, Mike, we were talking about Kareem Hunt. Been suspended eight games. What do you do if you're Evan? He is, to put it lightly, cash-strapped. But he also has the best team. Um, what, is, what is Hunt's contract for Evan? Um, he's on from a first round rookie deal, so he is um, currently at forty three because he held out last year. So same as Alvin Kamara, so he'll be uh, just above fifty, I believe, next year. But he was extended, correct? I don't believe so. Oh, I, okay. I uh, I'm not in a position to confirm that right now. But I mean, Mike, for argue, argument's sake, he's going to be around fifty bucks next year. Right. Well, I mean, this would have been his time to decide if he wants to extend him, correct? Like, he would have had until August? Correct. Well, you know, now what Tim is saying is that he was extended last year, making his contract higher than, than I'm saying. Is that right, Tim? Oh, I just thought I remembered him extending both Hunt and Kamara, but maybe he was waiting until... Well, he, he, ca- like, he caved him. to both Hunt and Kamara's holdout demands last offseason. Maybe that's what I was thinking. I just thought maybe he also extended them. Ah. Just because, like, you know, extend them while they're cheap, you know? Because mm-hmm. they seem like they would be good for forever, and you never really assume a guy's going to kick someone and get suspended, you know? It's true. Cut, cut and then suspended, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, so, Mike, what would you do if you're him? At this point, um, considering how much he's pro- projected to spend on draft picks, he probably won't be able to participate in the free agent draft, like, at all. Especially in the first hour, probably. Hmm. That's a so, good question. I mean, he he just traded away Zeke. Um, mm-hmm. So what, I mean, what does he have at, at running back? He's relying on Kamara. Still a great team. <laughs> yeah. Still an awesome team. <laughs> but, but basically, I mean, he lost Hunt and he lost Zeke, so he's got Kamara and Dalvin. Yep. But I thought he also had somebody else, too, that, like, just made it annoying even more. I'll look and see if my MFL app still works. Yeah, um, so my, my initial thought was that maybe Evan should explore trading for a 2020 first-rounder from a team that will probably be bad, you know, like, one of one of the Kevins, for instance, even though we both both Kevin and I have a lot of first round picks this year, so we might win more games depending on how we do. Um, but it, 
2020 first round pick, or maybe even you know more than that, um, doesn't cost Evan any money this year, and still gets him a really good asset. You're saying trade Hunt for that? Yeah, because Evan won't have him for the first eight games, regardless, and do this before the season starts. I mean, you're, are you assuming Hunt's just gonna go back to being Hunt after these eight games? I think that's what the market would assume. Oh, wow. I definitely don't assume that. Yeah, I don't think so. I think, I mean, Chubb is going to be all by himself, no offense to Duke Johnson, for eight games. Um, And I think he's going to put up fantastic numbers, especially with (laughs) what the Browns are assembling right now. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's a given that Kareem Hunt just goes back to what he was on the Chiefs. In fact, I think that would be very unlikely. Yeah, I'm I'm more on that mindset too. And I mean, let's be fair, like he's eight games suspended and that's like for now. Who knows what's like legally what might happen after that. Like sure he might be fine, but I think that's just a big leap to assume that. Hence why he went to the Browns who already had two other good decent running backs and it seems like there wasn't much of a market for him. But So I've I've just confirmed Evans roster. It's Dalvin Cook. Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara. So that's, that's it. it. Oh, okay. Shoot. So he definitely needs at least, well, I guess you can't always start two, but for bye weeks and stuff, if he has something early, then at least one other running back of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think Evan will be exploring some more trades. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the that's the correct thing to do. It's just weird that he's in this, in this scenario that had a great running back on a team with all, already has a running back who's suspended eight games. You know, like... I mean, Evans won two times in a row, so his roster can look however the heck he wants it to. And that's like, true. And that, I mean, that said, I do think Evan... I mean, it's not like he lucked out with, with Kareem Hunt getting this, but I think um, this was one of the better outcomes that could have happened because... Realistic. Kareem, Kareem Hunt could have just faded away into Ray Rystam, um, never to be heard from again. But here he mm-hmm. is back. I mean, ostensibly will be back the very next year. I think that's pretty surprising. And it was a one-year deal that he signed with the Browns, right? Uh, it was a one-year deal, but he'll be a restricted free agent, so they have the option to, to, to match any offers. Sign, so either way, he's going to be back with them if he performs well. Or some other team's going to go after him. So, like, either he performs well and some other team wants him or the Browns want him again and they do something with him. Or he doesn't perform well and he goes into obscurity. But either way, like, it sounds like, you know, there'll be some resolution to the situation by year's end. And you'll have a decent idea of what will happen going forward. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, I don't think that uh, we will not know what's going on with Kareem Hunt by I guess probably this time next year realistically after you know free agency of important players are done yeah I mean it's crazy that that Browns offense like I'm not about to say like I know Mike you said Nick Chubb's probably going to put up some awesome numbers I think that's probably a likelier scenario than him not doing that but, like, I still think a lot of people are a little too high on what the Browns' offense is going to be at this moment. Not saying that you're necessarily one of those, but, you know, it's just so easy to put, you know, on paper a good roster or some good young players together. But, like, we'll see how it all turns out. Like, Mayfield will still just be a second-year quarterback. Like, you know, Sure, but, I mean, it's not like we're taking any massive leaps. Like, they had a, a decent offense last year with – all the same players minus Odell it's Beckham true. Jr. Baker Mayfield was one year younger, and the Ravens had a better defense than they do now. So no, that's true. I, 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 th- I think there's no reason to think that the Browns would stay stagnant or get worse. I think they can only get better by adding Odell Beckham Jr. They did trade one of their good offensive linemen, too, though, to get, to get I think it was Olivier Vernon from the Giants. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that, that's one thing that you're like, okay, maybe the line might not be quite as good. But, no, I definitely think it's likelier that they're better than worse. I just I just want to put a little bit of brakes on some of these people thinking that they're going to be, like, world beaters suddenly. It's like, okay, still the Browns. Let's see it first. 
But are I they your are are the Browns your favorites to win the division? I don't see why they wouldn't be right now, other than the people who are like, "Hey, the Ravens won last year; they'll still win it again this year." But they've lost a decent amount of pieces, and I don't trust Lamar Jackson. I think, I mean, the Browns would be my like dark horse, but. <laughs> It's funny, that division is is so up in the air. Like, it really could be any of the four teams. I think the favorite would still be the Steelers, in spite of losing. No way. Are you serious? In spite of losing Brown and Bell. Like, they didn't have Bell last year. I, I, I think that they will. I mean, they have the Steelers have always been able to cobble together receivers for, for Ben Roethlisberger to, to sling it around. I don't think – I mean, yes, obviously Brown is a great receiver. Dante Moncrief! But I, oh, think, the, I think the Steelers will, will always find a way to be good. Part of me hopes that they just fall into obscurity and win two games. I just don't think it will happen. I mean, if, I don't if think Ben Roethlisberger is, is, too, is too good. Yeah. Uh, I, hate, I hate that that's true, but I agree. Yeah, I, it, I, I think that it, the entire division could go seven and nine. You know what I mean? It's quite possible. <laughs> but it, I, I'm probably rooting for the Browns over anybody. I know, Mike, you're a Bengals fan. But I think it would be interesting if that happened. Like, give Cleveland something to root for. I think my like favorite to win the division right now is is Cleveland. I th- and here's why. I think that they will probably have the third best division record, but because they were a fourth place team last year, their out of division schedule is going to be significantly easier when they improved a, a lot. So you're going to see, you're going to have the Steelers and the Ravens going up against a first and second place schedule when they got worse. And the Browns, who, who were a fourth place team, going up against a fourth place schedule when they got significantly better. How close were the Bengals and Browns records last year? Do you guys remember? Oh, within half a game, right? That sounds right. I, I don't remember. I, I don't either. That's why I was wondering. Because, like, I thought the Bengals may have gotten last in that division. But do you remember, Mike, if the Bengals got third? I'm not sure. I would have to check yeah. on that. Yeah. It's it just either way, though, you're right. They will play worse teams. Hypothetically, like now the NFL changes enough to where some mm-hmm. third place teams from last year might be better than the second and third first place teams, similar to the Browns situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or some fourth place teams, et cetera. Because yeah. there's that much parity and everything. But yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, I, I just, I'm curious to see it because Mayfield seems like. He's, you know, one of these up, upcoming, you know, could be really good, you know, in a year or two quarterbacks like Landry mm-hmm. and Beckham are studs at what they do. Chubb and Duke are great. You know, Njoku played really well as a rookie, has a lot of potential. And then, like, even though they gave up Jabril Peppers, like, that defense showed some potential too. So, you know, yes. like, as a Seahawks fan, like, I wouldn't be stoked about my Seahawks playing the Browns. No, no, not at all. Yeah, Browns yeah, are coming to Phoenix like, this year. I don't want to play. No, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Mike, let's go to that game. Yeah, I'd be down. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> all right, so let's go over some uh, some of the free agent moves. Uh, just scrolling through headlines. Oh, Homer update. Uh, Seahawks. Tim, I don't know if you'll like this or not. Uh, resigned DJ Fluker and also got Mikey Potty. And who? And Mikey Potty. Mikey Potty, the guard, and Fluker, the guard. That actually makes me really happy because the Cardinals stole Sweezy. And I oh, was, yeah. They essentially so, just traded them. Yeah. I mean, hmm. pretty much. That's what I was like. Well, that move meant nothing then, I guess. Yeah. So, fan, fan, fantasy impact on that is still confident in one and a half running backs on the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I was on it. I just watched some highlights of Penny and Carson again last year, and I honestly think that if you're a Penny owner or a Carson owner, you still have a lot of reason for optimism because they both played pretty well. It was a good running game. I feel like, you know, the Seahawks offense, you know, took a lot of the season to find itself with Mm -hmm. Schottenheimer being it being his first season. And I think that, you know, they like at first I was nervous giving Carson a two year deal. But now I'm like, dang, I I feel pretty good about that. 
because yeah. he played so well and put up such good numbers last year that, you know, anything could happen and Penny could, you know, have a breakthrough and take over, but I still feel like they'll both be valuable or at least useful in fantasy, especially in our deep league. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel good about that for sure. Um, just a quick question just about uh, quarterback contracts in the NFL. Um, just because I was uh, thinking about, you know, the upcoming Russell Wilson extension um, yeah. where the Seahawks will be forced realistically to make him the highest paid quarterback in the league for at least a couple of minutes gotcha. before some, someone else signs a deal. What do you think about the concept of overpaying on a yearly base on like a one or two year contracts in order to not sign a long-term deal? Or in other words, if you're the Seahawks, instead of signing Russell Wilson to a five-year deal that averages 29 million or what, or 31 million, whatever it is to sign him to a two year, $70 million deal and then be able to renegotiate based on his performance in two years. You see, I feel like Russell Wilson's a part of such a small group of quarterbacks where I feel like, eh, I shouldn't say a small group. I think he's part of a small group where he's doing elite things and you can count on elite things going forwards. But I think he's, you know, as far as quarterbacks go, I feel like if he's obscure now or, you know, he's mediocre now, you can probably project, you know, most of them, if they've been in the league for as long as he has, they're going to continue to be mediocre. So I think that the Seahawks have a top quarterback and they should do everything in their power not to let him go. And because their management has shown that they can draft guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth round to be really useful, that, you know, you can be paying rookies and now you won't be able to keep them on if they play really well, but keep rookies second, third, and fourth year players on their rookie deals and still perform and still have a winning formula. Like even last year when they lost so many superstars on that team, Mm-hmm. They still did well and made the playoffs. So it's like, I, I I would be willing to pay him long-term and average that. I see what you're saying with the short-term deal and just mm-hmm. evaluating. But, like, I see Russell Wilson as a guy who's going to be, you know, continue to be the face of the franchise, stud quarterback, just something that makes the team that much better and that offense solid um, for the next, you know, six to ten years. Yeah, it's a base of pedestal to build around. I understand that. And All right. I just see it's not worth it to try to find something else. Like, look, look at how many, you know, you know, late teens to 20 worth of teams that are in quarterback purgatory. Yeah, un- understandable. Speaking of quarterback purgatory, um, the Dolphins have traded Ryan Tannehill to the Titans. Wait, what? Yep. Yep. I did not hear about that. Dang. Miami gets a fourth and seventh round pick. Wait, that's pretty much as good as what the Pittsburgh got for Antonio Brown almost. <laughs> Good point. So, do you think that this changes offense in Tennessee at all, or is Tannehill white Mariota? <laughs> oh, I don't think it changes the offense. I think Tannehill is the backup. I agree. You think? Okay. I mean, Mariota has averaged, what, nine games per year? So, like, Tannehill will probably play. He will probably start multiple games just based on how Mariota has done. I don't think you change your offense based on Ryan Tannehill, unless your offense was geared towards Michael Vick. So, well, I guess, I guess my, my question is, the fact that Tannehill is probably going to play five or six games, does that change your perception fantasy-wise of the Titans' offense? Kevin, you're full of hot takes. I think that that's pretty presumptuous. Like, I know that Mariota... It was a question. Hurt. Oh, I, well, no, I'm presumptuous that he starts five or six games. I mean, I know I know, correlation is not causation that you can't predict the future by, based on the past, but the best predictor of the future is the past, and Mariota gets hurt. That's true. I mean, I think that you could, you could just say, okay, say say he plays five or six games, or, you know, let's assume for the argument he does. But anyway, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would say, yeah, if he starts – Honestly, with the way that Mariota's played lately, which I think has been total trash, I still think that he's worth maybe a little bit more, like you said, of him out. Mm-hmm. Trash and done. But um, I say that I, I wouldn't assume that the Tennessee offense does change at all with Tannehill in it. Like, I don't think Tannehill's much better or much worse than Mariota. Okay. Understandable. What do you think, Mike? Uh- yeah, I, I don't think much changes. I I don't think 
Um, I mean, so I'm I'm looking at Mariota's statistics right now. Regular season games in the last four years, he's played 12, 15, 15, 14. Okay. That's so yeah. I think Tannehill is, is strictly – like, I think that move says more about the Dolphins than about the Titans. I think the Dolphins are – clear. like, they don't have a quarterback on their roster right now. Oh, wow. So, um, like – I think that says either they're very confident they can move up in the draft from, I think they have the 12th or 13th pick, mm-hmm. um, or they're very confident that a trade is about to go down for someone like... Rosen. Rosen. It could, it could be Rosen, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes and sense. right now, the Cardinals essentially have two tradable quarterbacks with the first pick and Rosen. Yeah. Do, you, do either of you care that the Jaguars signed Jeff Swain? No. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, let's see here. Golden Tate on the Giants. I thought that was very strange, but, I mean, Tate will always get his numbers. Yeah. I think that this um, definitely puts a ceiling on his numbers, like a lower ceiling, if Eli Manning is their quarterback. And if it's uh, Haskins or one of the top rookies, then maybe I'm, like, slightly more interested in Tate, like, next year or the year after. Mm-hmm. I, I, whether it's Manning or a rookie, I'm not super interested this year just because I feel like unless the rookie shows up and is awesome, you know, they still have Barkley. Hope they'll probably run it more. I would I would mm-hmm. even hope they run it more just for NFL's sake. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially if they still have Eli. Um, got, you know, Gold, Golden, Tate, Golden Tate is a free agent in uh, MFL in LFDN this year. For this this off season, how much do you think he should go for? <laughs> Last time it's, he went for fifty. It's so hard to predict the the wide receivers. It depends on where when, he goes. When people need wide receivers, they will pay out the wazoo, and it also depends on where he like when in the auction he goes. I would mm-hmm. predict more than fifty. Wow. I mean, he's he's essentially. This may not be true, but I think he'll be treated like the number one receiver. I would agree. Um, and yeah, I, mean, I kind of feel bad for Evan Ingram because, like, he was poised for an amazing season for all of two days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I think Tate will, you know, he'll he'll draw some somebody's money on free agent day. Um, let's see. Do you guys care that Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater went back to the Saints. Only for Icky in three or four years from now. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Jordan Matthews signs with the Niners. Man. Oh, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am so over Jordan Matthews. Not that I was ever not over Jordan Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> I continue to be over Jordan Matthews. Yeah. have gotten, gotten more over Jordan Matthews. Yeah. I would be more excited if it was Richard Matthews. Richard, yeah. You know what's so annoying is that Evan owns, uh, gosh dang it, now I'm forgetting his name, but the young stud receiver on the Niners from Washington. Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis. Like, I was so, like, after he had, like, one just okay game, it was, like, four for 60, but I watched the tape. Like, this is, like, you know, early last year. And even coming into the – um coming into the rookie draft, I really wanted Dante Pettis. I'm like, he's really interesting. And, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo, but then even after Garoppolo got hurt, I'm like, maybe I could like sneaky, like trade him. But then of course Evan had him. And then he started to go off even with crappy quarterbacks. And of course (laughs) he'll probably with Garoppolo be like really good. And of course Evan has him. And it's just like, gosh dang it, Evan's too good. Yeah, there were probably weeks last year where Evan could have fielded his taxi squad against someone's roster and won. That's that's a good point. Okay, uh, other 49ers question. Who would you rather be? Jack, you have Tevin Coleman, or Daniel, you have the other two. (laughs) Just based on the fact that it's two to one, I'd probably say Daniel. But I honestly think that all three of those guys are practically the same player. So, I, I missed how much San Francisco paid Tevin Coleman. Do you guys have this contract? Um, I like can get it. Years, like 10 mil or something like that? I'm, pull, I'm pulling McKinnon, it up. McKinnon got a huge deal last year, right? Mm-hmm. 
like a lot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would just, I don't think two, the money lies. I think I would rather have the McKinnon side. Two years, ten million for uh, Tevin Coleman. But then again, running back contracts typically you have to look at guaranteed money. Yeah. And, like I would say the McKinnon's deal, even though it looked big, and I, I some for some reason like four for thirty-five million rings mm-hmm. a bell, which seems seems low, but I don't know. It's still but, higher than Coleman, though. It's still higher true. than Coleman, but I, I bet like they could get out of it after this next year for not that much. I just feel like the organization would, you know, le- let themselves, you know, in that situation or let them put themselves in that position just in case because it's a running back and because running backs get hurt so often. I mean, he was hurt all last year, so I don't know. I just don't like any of them like going forward as far as thinking that they'll be automatic top 20 or even 25 running back like one of them absolutely could emerge but i just mm-hmm. wouldn't have any confidence in any of them that makes just sense knowing that um if you're one of them if you're one of jack and daniel <laughs> jack daniel um <laughs> do you think that you should try to acquire the other one will the Niners running game be good enough to make that worth it i don't or, have to make that decision i would just say you know or your the Niners person that you're starting is your third running back is your flex position. That's what I would say. Got it. Um, do you guys care that after uh, Cole Beasley left the Cowboys, they immediately re-signed Tavon Austin? No. Good. I care more about Jordan Matthews than I do about. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I already care negatively. I oh man, the the Cardinals were saying that, like, that, I don't know, they were naming a few uh, free agent receivers that they were interested in on the radio, and um, Tavon Austin was one of them, and I just could not contain myself in in my car. Every time they mentioned his name, I would just moan. Like, <laughs> I was some sort of creature from the deep. Like, I, I did not want Tavon Austin on the Cardinals, and I'm glad that he's not. Yes. I'm, I'm with you. Though, did you see who the Cardinals did sign? I did, and I'm actually, like, Are, of all the no. names they named, I don't mind that. Are you serious? Wait, who is it? Kevin White. Oh, no, I absolutely am with you, Mike. Like, it won't cost him anything if he's terrible, but just the fact that he has the physical gifts in if he stayed healthy could be yeah. awesome. Like, he's never proved himself to be bad. He's just proven himself to not be able to stay healthy. Like, exactly. Are you, you going? Are you going to be to, bad? Are you going no to draft victory. him in LFDN? I might for a buck. Yeah, I'm with Mike. Like, but would you do six? No. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the range he's in, you know, and that's a that's an interesting enough like thing to take note of. And even if it's because you guys are Cardinals fans, or yeah. at least Mike especially, like that's still something, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like for me, I'm I'm not like anti Kevin White, like. Like he's a bad person. I just like I don't think he has the potential to be very valuable, especially well, with the car, especially with the Cardinals this year. But like, I mean, if if he makes it through training camp and we're drafting, I'd pay six bucks. I wouldn't sign it to five years. I'd probably do one or two. Yeah, I mean, he's he's slotted uh, hopefully to be the the fourth receiver because you've got Fitzgerald, you've got Christian Kirk, and I think it's a given that they're going to draft another receiver in the draft. So I think. You know, it, as a fourth receiver, I'd love to have Kevin White. That's a good point. A gigantic man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Le'Veon Bell. Where does he finish? Top five. Mike? Oh, man. I see Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll ever be Le'Veon Bell again, like we know him, but I think he can be LaShawn McCoy. Um, so I would agree with that. I would say top five, but not number one. I mean, I think that there – I still believe that there's potential for him to be number one, but I would say that at least three or four other guys have easier tracks to it than he does. I'd still say he's probably the most talented running back in the league, if not, you know, top two or three. But I just – you know, I just don't trust the Jets' offense to be that good. I I, I agree. Well, not only, but the Jets' offense 
probably won't be very good, but they do get to play the Dolphins twice. They do get to play the Bills twice. Neither of those teams are known for having awful defenses, though. I guess. I Just when you're playing against a bad team. But again, like, if the Jets are losing by 15 in the second quarter, how how do you keep yeah, handing the ball off? The thing is, though, Le'Veon Bell doesn't need to have to get a bunch of handoffs because he's, I still think, you know, either the best or tied with Alvin Kamara for best re- He's just, like, you're at least dual threat back. Like, so good running and so I just think he never has to come off the mm-hmm. field. Like, if you play 90% of the snaps for them, that wouldn't surprise me winning, losing at all. Like, the only time I'd recommend taking yeah. off the field is no, that makes sense. by 20 in the fourth, you know? Yeah. Um, so we mentioned it earlier, but are either of you going to bid money for Dante Moncrief? I don't know. Uh, would you if you don't? Like, I'm pretty sure he was a throw in. I'm pretty sure he was a throw in in a deal I had with Alex and I while he was on the Jags, and I was disappointed, but I took him, and now I'm like, oh, if he somehow was the yeah, I mean, two on the I, Steelers, booyah. I am always. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I always underrate receivers on the Steelers, and I'm always proven wrong. Like, <laughs> I underrated Antonio Brown when he came out. I was like, oh, man, he has nothing on Mike Wallace. <laughs> and then and then Juju Smith-Schuster comes out. And or like, Amanda oh, Sanders when he was there, And then he's awesome. Like, I, the Steelers will always make receivers relevant. I agree with that. Yeah. I would just be really sad if Roethlisberger, like, okay, as a human being, and as a Steelers hater, I wouldn't be that sad if he, like, either got hurt or retired halfway through the season. But as a Dante Moncrief perspective, hopefully he's startable, I would be sad because I feel like the Steelers have nothing behind Roethlisberger at quarterback. Do you guys care that Adrian Peterson resigned with the Redskins? I like it for him. Yeah. But I, yeah. bet guys, I, I bet he does, does something, right? but I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know what. I mean, I don't think it'll be like a, a one two. I think it'll be more like a one a one b. Well, on the. That's what I would guess too, but I yeah. just. It's Who just is the quarterback of the Redskins? Well, they just got Keenum. Hmm. Yeah, and then is it Alex Smith? They don't even know if he'll be back, though. I say Hmm. I don't care. They also expressed interest in Josh Rosen. Mike? Weird. Um, What do you guys think about Tyrell Williams? Raiders. He probably won't be that much different than what he's been in, in um, now I will say LA, but previously San Diego. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. again, he's got Go the, the great receiver ahead of him to take the double coverage and he'll run deep and catch long touchdown bombs. Hmm. So you, do you have enough faith in, in the Raiders offense this year? to be able to move the ball and get Tyrell Williams touchdowns and catches? I believe that he, in whatever he gains in role, like in not having as many other receivers around him that uh-huh. are decent, because um, they did just cut mm-hmm. Jordy Nelson too, which I think is just weird, but whatever. It's not um, Whatever he gains opportunity he loses in just the fact that Derek Carr isn't as good as Philip Rivers which is insane given where we were a couple of years ago and people thinking Rivers was probably getting washed up or going to retire and Carr was on the ascent but I just think that I don't know Gruden may be brewing something but I don't like it and I don't mm-hmm. like Carr that much Antonio Brown's going to get his and I think that you know end of season numbers and best ball leagues Tyra Williams yeah absolutely could have to do some damage, but I just would never want to trust it. It's like, 
a poor man's Deshaun Jackson when he was on the Eagles the first time. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, any interest in the Raiders' backfield? Or just never start any of them ever? Who is it again? Yep. Is it still Lynch and uh, mm-hmm. Doug Martin? I, I would rather start Justin Fargus. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he was like the only white running back for a He short was kind time. of black-white. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. like whitish, whitish. Until Peyton sure. Hillis came along. Oh, but Peyton Hillis, man, I remember picking him off waivers that year, and then sucking with him the next <laughs> year. <laughs> um, here's an interesting one, I think. Anyway, Rashad Perriman to the Bucks. Is he young Deshaun Jackson? No. Well, isn't Chris Godwin young Deshaun Jackson? I thought Chris Godwin was tall. For sure, Perryman's tall. And has hair. There's that. It's true. I mean, I think that Chris Godwin's actually a pretty decent player overall. And, you know, is a really nice compliment to Mike Evans. And I think Perryman's kind of a 3-4 on that team that, you know, will have two mm-hmm. good games this year and tease people. Uh, but I don't know. He may even Do you care that Cordero Patterson is now on the Bears? No. The last time a primary return man went to the Bears, he became a real receiver. <laughs> Are you talking yeah. about Devin Hester? <laughs> I mean, what is real receiver? Ran route and caught balls. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't I think that he's still a gimmicky player, and I, I didn't really understand it because, like, his entire – or, uh, is it Tariq Cohen? Isn't he just a really good return man too? Yeah, but I mean, I guess in a, in a wonky offense where your best weapon might be your your big old white quarterback running running the ball, they had a it's very true. interesting offense last year. So I think I mean Cordero might be a better runner than pass catcher, but yeah. But... And after going with the Patriots, I mean, yeah, didn't they just it. get Mike Davis there too, though? Mike Davis, and I think they're probably going to let Jordan Howard. I would not mind that, but. I I think that Mike Davis might even be the better version of Jordan (laughs) Howard. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think Cordero Patterson will be the same wherever he goes. Okay. Um, Let's see. Scrolling through free agent stuff. Offensive line. Offensive line. Do you care about Zach Center going back to the Lions? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I care more about Kevin Smith. I don't know who that is. Do you care about Devontae yes, Parker re-signing with the Smith Dolphins? Or do you remember Javid Best? <laughs> yes. Javid Best? I just wish Devontae Parker was good, but... Yeah, see, the difference between Devontae Parker and Kevin White is that Devontae Parker has proven himself to stink. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I I can't refute you on that. Um, Let's see. Do you care about John Brown going to the Bills? No. And what about uh, Mark Ingram? I care about that. Uh, Do we lose 10? Probably. Um, oh, yeah, he's gonzo. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, t- uh, Mark Ingram, I have always – no, that's not true. I've not always liked him. Um, I've liked him ever since Alvin Kamara went to the Saints. Um, he is, in my opinion, just a better version of all the running backs that the Ravens have had for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that it will be a good move for both of them. Like he'll he'll be able to be the number one in the backfield, mm-hmm. and they get a better running back than they had. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Um, is he a fantasy force? Like can 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 he get top five? I don't think so. Um, Tim, I, we're we're just 
just discussing whether or not Mark Ingram can be top five in fantasy. I think that he could. Like, there's a 5% chance he could. But I would predict him top 15-ish if he stayed healthy. Yeah, my my prediction was going to be like 12 or 15. Really? Because that's interesting to me. So, you see... The team with that will probably have the best rushing attack, one or two best rushing attack in the league, and you're saying that the number one running back might not break the top ten? So, it, to my knowledge, the Saints have had the best rushing attack for, like, six of the last seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I see what you're saying about the Ravens, especially with Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. but... I mean, their their running backs have just like just because your rushing attack is really really good doesn't mean that your running back is going to get a ton of yards. It just means that you happen to have an extra player that runs a lot. Okay, I think actually I I, I agree with you, but I think for different reasons. If you look at the Seahawks, which will probably be one or two. Um, as far as rushing attack goes, and it's not even because of Russell Wilson running. They run the ball so often and with so many different people. That's why the, te- that's why the team is there. People aren't thinking Chris Carson's going to break through the top five, even though that the Seahawks will probably hand it off more than any other team and get a fairly good yards per carry. But when you, have, you hand the ball off enough to have two number one running backs pretty much, you won't necessarily have someone be a true workhorse Le'Veon Bell type that'll you know, just a mass stupid amount of y- amounts of yards. I feel like Mark Ingram, I wouldn't, I would predict him to be their number one, but I wouldn't necessarily say he's the type of player you give like true workhorse reps to mm-hmm. because he's been injured a decent amount of the time when I feel like he's been more work. Like he was great when he was a compliment with Alvin Kamara or when he was complimented by Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. I think that the Ravens will recognize that and want to preserve him and I would say like the 12 to 18 carries per game is pretty like would be pretty normal for him and I mm-hmm. feel like if they try to get him closer to that 20 mark on a consistent basis then he'll probably get hurt. Not that a lot of running backs you wouldn't say that about too mm-hmm. but I just would say that that's what I would predict him more and I think that he's an underrated pass catcher but mm-hmm. I just think that defenses will be able to – I feel like Lamar Jackson was bad enough last year as a passer that the adjustments defensive coordinators will make will supersede improvements he makes as a passer. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that so, is, um, that is very understandable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. in, this, in a similar light, Saints backfield – how does Alvin Kamara do when there isn't that other running back who's like also a legit starting running back in the NFL? I think hardly anything changes in the Saints backfield. I think Latavius Murray is the kind of guy that is good enough to do what Mark Ingram has been doing. Okay. Say the similar, similar thing that the only thing that Latavius Murray, I think, is just just – generally not quite as good at his marketing or was probably just catching the ball. So maybe Alvin Kamara's on the field a tiny bit more in that type of situation, but I feel like he was already on the field so much in that type of situation that mm-hmm. I'm with Mike. I think it stays pretty much the same. Also, one one thing to point out, I believe Mark Ingram had like six fumbles last year um, compared to Latavius Murray having like one. Um, that was probably another big factor on why they made the switch I mean, obviously the money, but making yeah, it could be. like they don't they don't want somebody that fumbles all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I mean, that could be a little bit. I guess that could be good and bad for Alvin Kamara. Like the Saints keep a couple more possessions, but also Latavius Murray doesn't get in the doghouse as much as Mark Ingram. Yep, yeah. that makes sense. Um, let's see. Devin Funches to the Colts. Relevant? I hope not. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, they already had five tight ends, so it's weird that they would get another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 
the exaggerations and the points that you made there, Mike, are just so spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, There's a lot of analysis in those in that, in Devin, that one phrase. Yeah, is Devin Funches any different than Eric Ebron? Really? I say they're the exact same player. I'm sure Eric Ebron has received more training on run blocking. I I would say that that is maybe true. <laughs> okay, oh, that's fine. Just because just because of Lions versus Panthers, you know. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Let's see here. What else do I care about? Not that. Not that. What, what about the Chiefs and Carlos Hyde? I have no opinion on that. I'm so confused, but I don't know who's going to be good. I mean, I know someone will be. I just don't know who's going to be there. You know, you know what I mean? Yes, I, I'm with you in that I have no predictions. Like, I think that there is a decent chance Damian Williams is the, you know, ninth best running back and Carlos Hyde is 31st. But I also think there's a smaller chance that Carlos Hyde is the 12th best running back and Damian Williams is 19th or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I just, I don't know. But I think that it's interesting in far as, like, it means that there's more possibilities and that either guy could be pretty relevant, you know? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Let's see. Tyler Croft going to the Bills. I can predict nope. that you don't care. Um, ah, Yes. Nick Foles. <laughs> One of Super Bowl MVP himself. Four fantasy quarterbacks in at lefty end. Do you care? I am going to refrain from making a strong prediction on that until we see what happens in the draft. Okay. Um, because I'm still really curious about some of those, I don't know, some things that could affect that. But um, Nick Foles, I do not think will be a, at, in the current state, I don't think he'll be a top 15 fantasy quarterback. Okay. Like, I think I have uh, Garoppolo and Josh Allen. In LFDN, mm-hmm. I lost, like, you know, Brady and Newton in free agency or whatever, or two being a free agent. So I have those two guys, and I'm sitting, like, I'm saying I'm totally fine having those two guys over Nick Foles. I agree. Um, Jameson Crowder is now a Jet. Is he going to be something? Like, play a... Something really? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, he'll probably get the ball thrown towards him. <laughs> yeah, somebody actually made the comment that, uh, or, or stated the question: how many how many references will be made to Jarvis Landry um, since Adam Gase moved up and to to New York and then got uh, Jameson Crowder? Like, will he use him the way that he used Jarvis Landry? I don't. I think that would be. Uh, a dream come true for Jameson Crowder. I don't mm-hmm. think best case scenario, yeah. easily I, best I, case I scenario. He may just be the best of what we've seen from Quincy and Newman the last couple of years. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with that. I hope, like, because I think I own him, and at least I honestly can't remember. Like, I think I think it's Hickey and not LFDN. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm hoping that he's you know good enough to be my three to four, probably four receiver. But you know, startable half the weeks type of thing, mm-hmm. just on, just on hopefulness and being the number one in New York as far as the usage. Like Robbie Anderson's probably more <sighs> explosive or exciting. Mm-hmm. He's definitely more explosive and has bigger play potential. But I still think that you know what Jamison Crowder has been able to show in past seasons means he if. Uh, Darnold takes a step forward. I think he could be decent, but maybe that's just the hopeful owner in me. Makes sense. Um, Danny Amendola on the Lions. Eh. He'll be good for the three games he's healthy. Who's going to catch passes for the Lions? Kenny Galladay and that's it? Kenny Galladay. Is Marvin Jones still there? I don't see why Marvin Jones wouldn't still be there. Yeah, I think he is. 
So are those guys, uh, those guys aren't aren't typically people I think of being fan, fantasy relevant. But on a, on a team with Matt Stafford, you kind of have to oh, throw yeah. the I ball mean, fifty times a Gall- game, right? Galladay, I think, is going to be a, an absolute stud this year. He, I mean, Ab- he was already I, coming. When, last when year. you say absolute stud, what do you mean? I think he'll be a top ten fantasy receiver. Wow. You see, I've been thinking about Galladay like that. Like I've been trying to trade for him in other leagues. But I think that the owners of him think that same way that you do, Mike. And so I just haven't been able to buy him at any price that's not just, you know, paying top dollar or, you know, prospecting him to be pretty good or, or you know, uh, assuming that he will. But I, I just was waiting last year, especially when, like, didn't Marvin Jones get hurt? Mm-hmm. Right after Kevin traded him to Mike or vice versa? Uh, like well, no, there were two trades involving Marvin Jones, and he got hurt right after I traded him back to Mike. That's right. Uh, right after Mike stole, not stole, undermined, sneakily, like, got the trade with that I was trying for. But in the end, he just offered you something better than I did, so it made sense. Mm-hmm. But anyway, going back to what I was saying is I kept waiting for Galladay to kind of explode, and I just feel like it never happened. That doesn't mean it can't, but I'm less less on board with thinking he's going to be a stud. I still think it could happen, but I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Um, just because, for some reason, I associate the the two. Um, what do you think? And I'm drawing a blank blank on this man's name. The guy who looks, in my opinion, with football pads on, a lot like Kenny Galladay on the Cowboys. Who is that guy? Michael Gallup. Yes. Yes. Do you think he's going to be re- relevant? Opposite, opposite Amari Cooper, Cole Beasley, no longer there. Dak Im- improving. Yeah, I was I, just gonna is Dak improving? Is. I just don't like Dak very much, and I don't like the Cowboys very much outside of Cooper and Zeke. Oh, but Jason Witten is back. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not with you guys there. It's a team that scores, right? And most of it will obviously be will be Zeke and Amari. But I mean, the number two receiver on a on a team that moves the ball is usually legit. I mean, but that's just projecting role and talent. I'm not sure that even if the role is there, the talent's there enough. Or I'm just not convinced that maybe even if the talent is there. Okay, yeah, you're not sure on either either of the two things that matter. So you can't be sure about it, actually. Yeah, especially because the draft hasn't happened. Like, what if the Cowboys do take a first-round receiver type of thing, you know? Um. I was going to ask, I feel like I had like one more question. How much does the most expensive player go for in the free agent draft this year? I think Julio Jones goes for 175. Do you think Julio's going to go more? Yeah. For oh, yeah. Julio's team is good, and he's proven that he will score a lot of fantasy points in that specific specific offense. I do think that the, you know he has the most consistent role from year to year for sure. But I think that there's a chance that Julio breaks 200, okay. especially if he's the if he's the first major receiver on the ballot. See, I feel like he'd go. I feel like if he was picked, like, you know, nominated somewhere more in the middle of the top tier people, he would go the most expensive. I feel like if he's the first or later, then he won't. But I also think it's going to be, it's going to be inflated. Might, you might, might, I feel like you might be able to get a good deal on someone who goes like, you know, a little bit before Julio, just because people might want to wait for that just to see. But I'm pretty sure I don't have enough money. No, it's, it's only going to be like four people bidding for him, but those four so people have a ton of money. 
Mike. Who is it again? It's like you, Kevo, and, and uh, and Mike, and who else? Shoot, Daniel. Yeah. Is it Bob? No, Bob has oh, Bob okay. has money available, but not like a stupid amount. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting. And yeah, that's true. Right, guys, I've got to get back. In our and twenty minute lunch. So. Yeah. yeah. Good podcast. Yeah, 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 I've been, I've enjoyed it. Tim, enjoy the rest of your drive. Um, For sure. And catch you guys on the flip. All right, see you guys. Yeah, see you guys.